And, of course, that means here's Joe Micheletti. Joe, welcome. How are you? I'm great, Mike. Thanks. How All right, Joe, take us back to the weekend. Here we are, uh, game two, two-goal lead. What happened? Well, they didn't play well enough in the uh, in the first game, Mike, obviously. Right. Uh, the, the one player that gave them a chance to win that game was, was Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, but, but other than that, the Rangers didn't. You know, didn't uh, they didn't have much patience? They turned the puck over. They didn't have sustained pressure. And Lundqvist, you know, with what twenty or twenty-one saves in the first period, kept them in it. Now, you know, then they got a little bit unlucky actually on the game-winning goal, which should have been an icing. It wasn't called. But when you look at that game, you say, you know, Ottawa deserved to win it. You know, they they had the they had the puck. They put the pressure on. Uh, Lundqvist kept his team in it, but uh, but they didn't win. Game game number two, the Rangers were much better. I. You know, I, I watched that game again this, the uh, this morning, Mike, and and uh, right from start to finish, and and uh, because after the after the game, I know that uh, Elaine Vigneault said, or maybe a day later, he said, you know, we did a lot of good things, and they did, but they just they made they made some critical mistakes that ended up hurting them. Uh, but for if you look at the uh, totality of the game, most of the game they did they did some some really good things. I mean. And you're absolutely right. You you can't have three two goal leads in the playoffs, score two shorthanded goals, and uh, and lose the game. And um, well, Joe, this is uh, a veteran and, team. What? Right. Now, listen, you're a, you're a player. You know this. Uh, you've been in that position. What broke down from your sight? What broke down in the last three minutes that allowed them to score two goals and tie this game up? You know, I took a. I really looked at the last five or six minutes of uh, of regulation closely, and um, and there was only, I believe, there was only one chance that the Rangers had in that last five or six minutes, and that was Michael Grabner. If you remember, he he came flying down the left wing and had a chance, uh, and Anderson made a great save on him. Yep, and that was that was around the you know five or six minute mark or so, or maybe just inside that. But other than that, I counted too many times where, uh, you know, you hear this phrase, and you and I talked about before this series started, about about making mistakes between the blue lines in the neutral zone against this team. And not that they were necessarily making mistakes, but the puck wasn't going back behind the Ottawa net. You know, the Rangers, they get it, they try to put it in, and they'd only get it to the blue line, or maybe just inside the blue line. And so they didn't force Ottawa to really have to go back get it, allow the Rangers to get a clean change and then have to go 200 feet through the Rangers, you know, to get it back in the Rangers zone. And so I, I started noticing that earlier, uh, again, with about five or six minutes to go. But then the the um, the, the last two goals are something that the, the Rangers talked a lot about this early in the season. And if you remember, Mike, the, the Rangers were allowing goals in the in the early part of the season on deflections. And they really made uh, an attempt, and they discussed it, and Henrik Lundqvist uh, with everybody. They said, let him see the puck. You know, take the sticks and allow him to, to face the puck without a deflection. Well, both those goals, the fourth goal and the fifth goal, were scored on deflection. And that's something the Rangers are generally pretty good at. It broke down. And so uh, the, the fourth one, I thought, you know, he didn't have much of a chance on. The fifth one was uh, beat him on the short side, but it was still deflected up high over his over his shoulder. So those were the two breakdowns for me. And then, of course, there were chances by both teams in, in the overtime and the and the defensive play that uh, that Kyle Turris made on. Oh Rick man, Nash. how it good was, was that? It was, 
How yeah, good was, was that? Yeah, he played great. How good was his stick handling in that series, in that game too? Yeah, he was. He, he played really well. He, yeah, he's a he's a good offensive player, and of course, the, you know the big story is Pajot scoring four goals. Right. I mean, here's you know here's a here's a guy. I, I spoke with uh, Paul McLean, who used to be the head coach in uh, in Ottawa, and I spoke to him the other day about Pajot, who played for him, and he's a, he's one of these great stories, Mike, a local kid, undrafted, signed as a free agent. You know, a very trusted, not very big, third and fourth line player, very good penalty killer. He had one other hat trick in his career that was in a playoff game back in 2012 against the Montreal Canadiens. And uh, you know, and the, there's some players that are just better playoff performers than they are in the regular season. And he's a heart and soul kid, and it's, you know, it's quite the story. He scores three consecutive goals, a natural hat trick, and the fourth one. It, you know, turns out to be the game winner. And, uh, you know, so, again, and that was one of those mistakes, you know, where where Holden pinches at the wrong time, doesn't read the play properly. Derek Stepan gets caught on the ice too long, 47-second shift for him. And, you know, and again, they didn't make, they didn't make an, uh, an exorbitant amount of mistakes in the game, uh, but the mistakes they did make came, came back to hurt them. All right, here they are now coming home down to love. They haven't lost, you know, there's an old adage, if you want to use it here, that, you know, no blood in the series until you lose a home game. All right, there is that adage. Uh, does that this series feel that way to you right now? Well, I, I would say this. They, um, you know, the Rangers, I think, in watching what they did and how they played against Montreal, and for the most part, you know what they did in in game number two. I, I thought here, this was this was my my initial thought going into game three was Henrik Lundqvist had to work so hard in game two, and that was on a Thursday night, uh, both you know physically and emotionally to try and keep his team in it throughout that game, which he did. And I, I wondered about the short turnaround of them playing Saturday afternoon and not giving him that extra time. And that first goal he let in was a was a poor goal. He, he generally does not allow those. It might have been the worst goal he's allowed in the playoffs this year, the short-sided goal after Jan Girardi made a mistake in the neutral zone to tie it up. And up to that point, and I was I was keeping track of this, you know, the Rangers in both games took too many penalties uh, early in the first period. But, you know, that with, you know, six minutes left in the period – it was all Rangers. The Rangers killed off the three penalties they took. They did not allow a shot. They score a couple, you know, they score a shorthanded goal in that first period, and they make the one mistake at the six-minute mark, and it turns out to be in the goal. A defensive mistake by Girardi, a bad goal by Lundqvist, and now the game turned because, of, you know, the changes of momentum, and, and uh, the crowd gets into it, and the Rangers had done so many good things. So I, I think there's a lot of positive things that the Rangers did that they look at for game number three and say, listen, you know, all these things that we did, we had the puck, the shots were, I think, you know, 34 to 20 or 36, 24, 37, 24 after regulation, scoring chances, handling the puck, making plays. Those are all the things that were positive in game two, but they lost. And I think they'll, they'll lean on those things and, uh, and clean up some of the areas that they cleaned up, even the four and four goal for them. Uh, to make it three-two, where uh, Ottawa came back after training by two, was very poor defensively by a group of veteran players. That uh, it just—it's uh, not like them. So I, I think they realize they're going to have to clean up some of those areas. And uh, I, you know, again, I—I I, I would not give up 
on the on the Rangers' ability to regroup and uh, and Henrik Lundqvist, Lundqvist uh, regrouping and, and getting things going. Would uh, you change anything? Well, let me ask you this way, Joe. We're talking with Joe Micheletti. Uh, see him on MSG tonight. MSG will have all the uh, everything for you after the game, so you can watch everything there. So you have the. Uh, you know, you'd be able to check everything out when the game's over tonight. So you tune in and watch everything that's going on. Rangers down two love as they come back for the games three and four here at the Garden tonight and Thursday night. Would you? Uh, did it, did Ottawa do anything that surprised you? No. Okay. Is, no, they, no, would you change anything that the Rangers? Would you change anything that the Rangers would do either in terms of personnel, lineup, uh, you know, anything as far as how you would attack tonight? Would you do anything differently? Well, I think here's the here's the reminder. You know, the Rangers all season were one of the most disciplined teams in the league. You know, they finished in the top five of uh, uh, as far as. Uh, um, you know, they're, they're disciplined and not taking penalties. They were good all season. They led the league most of the season and not taking penalties. They took three early ones in the first period of game one, three early ones in the first 11 minutes of game two. And, and what that does, now granted, their penalty killing in game two was outstanding, and they scored a, a shorthanded goal. But what it does is I thought that game three was the best we had seen of Chris Kreider early. But you start taking penalties, he doesn't kill penalties. So now he doesn't get out there. And the Rangers, are they've been a four-line team all season where, where they start rolling four lines, and that's how they get in their rhythm. You take penalties, and they can't get in that rhythm. And then what ends up happening is that it turns out that they were a three-line team uh, for, you know, for quite a bit of the game because a lot of those players didn't play. And I'm not sure if, if Elaine Vigneault just felt that they didn't get in, get in there early, wasn't sure that uh, you know he felt – confident in their ability towards the end. And so I, I think that he'll remind them to stay out of the penalty box. He'll try and get back to that four-line game. Does he make a, a change or two? It wouldn't surprise me on the, on the fourth line, but it's not going to be anything significant. Uh, and, and then, um, uh, you know, the other thing that, that stood out is when they had the puck between the blue lines, if there's no play, put the puck in an area where you can defend and they made a few of those mistakes. Again, not many, but enough to cause a difference in the game. And you just can't play that way against Ottawa. They're too good at forcing mistake between the blue lines and then their, their counterattack offensively. And uh, we talked about it early, Mike. This is a better offensive team than Montreal. And so if you make mistakes and they try to force you into making those types of mistakes in the wrong areas, you're going to have some issues. And so I, I think those are the two big areas. That uh, that the Rangers need to be better, but you feel still fairly confident that the Rangers can quickly get. I mean, listen, if they win tonight, they're right back where they need to be. I mean, they're right back in the series, but they have no margin these next two games. They have to win no. these. Ne- they they have no. to win these next two games now. Yeah, they they do because now they put themselves in the you know in that thirteen yeah. to fourteen percent category. I mean, you're right? talking about yeah, you got to win four out of five as it is, you know. Right, right. So, so you know, historically, unless you're going to win two so games by, in Ottawa, 
exactly. Now, again, they're they're a good road team, and right. and uh, and they have confidence winning on the road. But you cannot, <clears throat> you can't lose tonight. How would you play yeah, it you if you're Ottawa? Let me put you in their coach's shoes. You're two zero. Probably didn't think you'd be two zero, but you're two zero. Does that make you do anything differently tonight? Does that make you more aggressive tonight? Does that make you play a little fast and loose because you got a game to play with here? Do you try and do something to see if you can steal a game? He won't change anything except I think. Uh, you know, and he admitted, and so did Eric Carlson for the most part. Eric Carlson said they were the better team. The Rangers were the better team in game number two. He did say that. Yeah. Like that. He did say yeah. that. Yeah. And, and, and again, he's right, Mike. I, I watched that game closely this morning, and I <clears throat> and at the end of regulation, I'm going, boy, oh, boy, did they blow this. You know, and yet they still had a chance to win in overtime and almost did. That guy's a heck of a uh, but, player, too. He is a heck of a player. Yeah, he, he is he is great. He's still hurting. The Rangers have to keep hitting him. Yep. But if you're Ottawa, uh, they want to get back to the way they've played most of the season. And it's a defensive-minded approach with a counterattack mentality that if we get a chance to, once we get the puck turned over, now be aggressive with everybody. That's the way they've, they've played for most of the season, in particular the second half when they when they were really good. And uh, and so I think that they want to get back to a, a more conservative uh, style of play in game number three to try and keep the Rangers, uh, you know, frustrated if they can. But again, I thought the Ra- the Rangers did enough good things in the in the uh, in game number two uh, to have a chance to win. And uh, but you know, the few of the mistakes they made really cost them. Now the Rangers came off a, a very tough game number two and didn't show up in game number three. They don't have that luxury tonight. No, no, they uh, they they know now that there's uh, they they do not have a choice other than you know winning this game and and I I do believe that there's a confidence level that they have but again the thing that surprised me at times and it only happened a number of times is that some of their veteran players made plays that you don't expect them to make and and if that continue, if that happens then then you've got a team that's in trouble but I, I again I think that we you know, we've seen them respond over over time. I I think they will. But again, you've got to. This is a team where you you, you can't not uh, you, you can't stop thinking when you have the puck in particular. You can't. There's no play. You've got to make sure you put it in a safe spot. Talking with Joe Micheletti. You can see him tonight on MSG. Joe, uh, we gave uh, Lundqvist lots of praise and rightly so for the Montreal series. How much does he get for game two? Did he have a bad game in your mind in game two? I, I thought the the first goal was a bad goal. You know, we don't see that out of out of out of him. the uh, The second goal was a rebound goal where he didn't he didn't he didn't get any help. Um, Shea Shea got beat to the outside, but they were still it was a two on four. The Rangers had four players back. Ottawa had two men rushing. And the, the defenseman, Mathot, went right past Rick Nash and right past Derek Stepan to, to put in the rebound goal. And that, again, that's a, just a, a defensive awareness mistake. Lundqvist didn't have uh, much of a chance on that. I, I don't, you know, when I looked at all those goals, you know, maybe the fourth goal that, that went off the backboards through his legs and he was falling backwards. It was such a bang-bang goal, but it was a clean face-off win. So, you know, the, the first one was the one that bothered me out of all the goals he allowed. That's the one that bothered me the most. All right, so nothing to worry about uh, from from that standpoint. So it sounds like you still feel, I mean, you'd like them to be 1-1, but you haven't lost that much confidence in the Rangers uh, so far. You still think the Rangers are the better team, right? Well, I, I think that yeah, I think that they still have a chance to win this series. 
you know, based on based on what I've seen. If if the Rangers lose game two like they lost game one where they're all played badly, uh, then you start thinking, you know, this gonna this is uh uh this is really gonna be that much more difficult. I thought they got back to playing more like the Rangers that we've seen, but now they don't have any margin for error. No, they have to win this mistakes. game. Let's be honest. They have un- to win un- this game. Unless you know, unless Lundquist plays like he did in game one. Uh, you know, so that, you know, so that's, uh, that's where they are. I, I still think that it's a team that, that can get back in the series and play. And, um, uh, and Ottawa's been a team all year, as we discussed, Mike, that they've got a lot of stuff going on that, uh, uh, that have bonded that team together and they, they feel like they can beat anybody. But again, I think the Rangers, you know, with their experience and the lack of experience in particular on Ottawa's defense, uh, I think the Rangers are going to have to find a way to exploit that uh, like they did, and I think there's a confidence level that they can beat Anderson. You know, I looked at those goals. The two shorthanded goals, uh, Anderson didn't have much of a chance. The other three goals that the Rangers scored, Mike, were all scored with Ranger players skating directly in front of the goaltender, Anderson, who was just screened uh, enough to not be able to pick up the goal. If he sees it, he's stopping it. And he's got an excellent record at Madison Square Garden. So from the Rangers' perspective, they keep getting players skating in front of them and getting shots there. That's how they scored their other three goals. So, I mean, there's uh, there's a lot that I'm sure they reviewed and, and went over. Um, but some of the, the, the major critical mistakes that they made by some of their core players uh, can't happen in Game 3. So uh, I would say it's, it's fair to say you're still relatively confident. Yeah. No, I, I, I am, Mike. I, I think that there are certain players that have played to a level we haven't seen before. Uh, McDonough, uh, to me, is has still been, uh, you know, tremendous. But uh, again, they need, you know, they they need to just be smarter with the way they play, and they need some of their leaders to, you know, to uh, step up their game. After I thought uh, game two, a few of them didn't play very well. All right, so uh, this will be interesting. You think the, uh, you know, they did a, you got a little time off Saturday afternoon. Tuesday night, pretty good break. You think that helps the Rangers? I think it helps Lundqvist in particular because he's become he's become really good at uh, at being able to get over situations, rest, you know, take a, you know, get it off his mind, and then get re- and get refocused. So I think it helps him, but at the same time, it also helps a player like uh, like Eric Carlson get the rest because uh, you know, as he readily admitted, which was strange, you know, he's got two. Two cracks in uh, in a bone in his left heel. How about that? And uh, and there were times. And he that, plays uh, a lot. He, he plays you know half the game, and and so there were times when when he was hurting in game number two, and the Rangers were physical against him. So that that rest, and he didn't practice again yesterday. So that rest will help him. But uh, I think it's going to be a tremendous game at the Garden tonight, Mike. I, I really do. I think it was you who made this point uh, about him. And his ability to skate the puck out, he that, man, he is good with that puck. He really is. Nobody huh? better. He's unbelievable. Mike, he he gets yeah, that puck out of his end, doesn't he? There is nobody better in uh, in hockey at uh, at being able to, to skate out of his zone. And here's a guy; he's not very big. He's he's a tremendous. He's wiry, strong. He's about 185, maybe 190 pounds, which is not big, uh, and at five foot ten. But he's he's a very smart player. Uh, has tremendous legs and and uh, and just is a, and is a courageous player. So very talented. Uh, yeah. yeah, he is. He is an outstanding player. And uh, again, a lot of the focus has to continue to be on him. 
No question. All right, Joe, we'll talk Thursday. Thanks very much.